0: Welcome, friends, to this brand-new edition of A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry with Pastor Brad Abley. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and we've already been praying for you, that you would meet the Lord in a fresh, new way. We've also been praying that you would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus by the power of His Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, let's resume our Know Your Faith series as we go through the entire Gospel of Luke patiently, slowly, and verse by verse. Here's Pastor Brad.
1: Well, very warm greetings to you, my friends. This is Pastor Brad Abley with the Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry, a ministry that is designed to take you deeper into the Word of God. Now, I want to share something from my heart that I almost never talk about, and that is my own financial needs. if anyone uh, if any of you have listened to my radio broadcast for any length of time, you might even be surprised that to say, well, he never talks about money. And that doesn't mean that I don't have needs. My ministry is me and my wife. That's it. And I have to raise one hundred percent of my finances. To do all the ministry that I do, the radio broadcasting, the going to teach and train uh, poor village pastors in Kenya, in Uganda. I have uh, many requests for me to do this ministry in India um, and in uh, Malawi, in Tanzania, uh, in Pakistan. The requests are always coming in. But I can't go because I don't have enough money. Uh, Really, I'm only able to go and teach and train village pastors, take seminary to those that can't afford to go about two times a year. It's expensive. And I have to pay for my own expenses when I go to poor areas because they don't have the money to uh, fly me in. So it has to, the finances has to come, they have to come from uh, other sources. I'm not a beggar. I will never beg for money. But if the Lord, if you've been blessed by this ministry for any length of time, then I would simply ask you to go to God and ask him if he would have you to partner with me in my ministry. I know there are people out there. That can do this. Um, But just understand uh, from an integrity standpoint, I just am not comfortable bringing up money um, very often. And I almost did in last week's broadcast, but I didn't have time. So I thought, well, I will address the issue briefly in the next broadcast, which is today, and just let it out there Uh, again. My ministry is just me and Maureen. I'm able to do a lot uh, with radio, also with Zoom teaching for pastors in India and Malawi uh, and and probably soon to be Uganda. But these are the places that are saying, they're begging me, please come. And I'm saying, I don't have the money, but until I do, let's at least do Zoom teaching. That's better than nothing. But My friends, send me, send me to go uh, to where the need is greatest. 95% of pastors throughout the world do not have any biblical training, none. I remember last week when I taught on Zoom to pastors in India on the parable of the prodigal son and, and with my focus on the father, the leading pastor said, we have never heard this. Think about that. We have never heard this. They don't know how to interpret Scripture. No one's trained them. But I'm willing to go, but I must be sent. And so if you want to help me, please just go to my website. Uh, the website is bradabley.com and just click on the giving button. You can give online or you can give by check. Again, the website is Brad B as in Boy R A D as in David Abley A B as in Boy L E Y dot com. One more time. Brad Ably dot com. You can just Google Brad Abley and the website surely will come up. And click on the giving um, button. And um, the other thing, I'm good. I've been doing this ministry for nine years. I am very, very good at informing partners and and at accountability. I just have never wanted and never will be one of those greedy ministers who uh, manipulate people into giving and then become rich off their giving. I I just that's an abomination to God. So there it is. You won't hear me uh, talk about money very often, but please don't think that I don't have needs. I do. Now, that's as far as I want to go. Let it, let us get into the Word. Are you ready to get into the Word of God? All right, well, let's pray. Father, thank you for every single man, woman, young person, and child that is listening to this broadcast. And we ask now that you, Holy Spirit, the master teacher, would come and lead us and guide us into your truth for the glory of the Father and the Son. And especially, Holy Spirit, that you would use what we learned today from your word to conform us into the image of Jesus. And then by the way we respond, May it be that we would bear great fruit for the Father and for the Son, both presently and eternally. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Now, to begin this message, I want to make a very strong statement, and that is this God is always a God. Of redemption. Let me say it again God is always a God of redemption. There's a young man that I am discipling, and yesterday I mentioned to him, uh, I don't know that he's a fairly young believer. I don't know that he'd ever heard the Bible summarized this way, but you can summarize the Bible in four words creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Creation, Fall. What is fall? Fall is the fall of Adam and Eve and the entire human race ever since into sin. But God seeks to redeem us from sin's effects and restore us. That is the overarching message of the Bible. God redeems us from sin, from the failure of life that comes through sin and then ultimately from an eternity in hell. He is so good. He is so gracious to redeem us. However, the great tragedy, and this is the second part of the statement I want to make. The other side of the coin is this. The great tragedy of man is that he so often rejects the present an eternal redemption that God offers men and women through the only Savior of the world, and his name is Jesus. For example, Acts, the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says this, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. We must be saved. So my friend, where do you stand with Jesus? Well, we are going to get into Luke chapter uh, 13, verses 31 through 35. And I did go through this this passage last week. So this will be part 2 of of this passage but the message is different than last week. The message title is God is always a God of redemption. It's it's from the statement that I made at the outset of this message. God is always a God of redemption. And in Luke 13 verse 31 and I'm going to focus primarily on verses thirty-five and 34 and 35. Luke tells us, just at that time, this is as Jesus was journeying from one city and village to another on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. Just at that time, some Pharisees approached saying to him, go away, leave here for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, You go and tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I reach my goal. In other words, my destiny is not in your hands, Herod. I will fulfill my destiny. I will be killed, but it will be in Jerusalem and it will be through crucifixion. And so he says in verse 33 Nevertheless, I must journey on today and tomorrow and the next day, for it cannot be that a prophet would perish outside of Jerusalem. Herod thinks he has the ability to kill Jesus, and he doesn't. Only Jesus will lay his own life down, and he will do it when the time is right. But then that leads Jesus to give a lament, a heartfelt lament, but also a prophetic warning which was fulfilled. And at this point, you can hear him crying out, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, verse 34, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her. How, watch this, my friends. This, when I read this just before coming on, it really grabbed hold of me. Here's an insight into the heart and the mind of Jesus. Listen to this. He says, How often, how often I wanted to gather your children together, just as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you would not have it. That shows us redemption. That shows us protection. Using the imagery of a of a hen caring for her chicks. But they refused. And so, verse 35, they are going to forfeit the protection of God because they don't want it. And they are going to end up with a horrible slaughter from the Roman government about 40 years later. And so he says, verse 35, behold, that word behold is an attention getting device that usually precedes a sober warning. And that's the case here. Verse 35, behold, Your house, not only the temple, but the entire nation, is left to you desolate. And I say to you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, a fulfillment of prophecy From Psalm 118, a fulfillment of the prophecy of the Messiah, how grieved the Lord was with his words. Jerusalem was supposed to have been holy to the Lord. But instead, the rebellious, deceived, self-righteous religious leaders of Israel had constantly turned the city into a city of bloodshed against the prophets that Yahweh sent to her. And now they're going to do the same to the prophet that Moses prophesied of that would come after him and he warned the people, you must listen to him. So ultimately Jesus was warning Jerusalem would be the place where their own Messiah would be executed. Jerusalem and indeed the Jewish people were always on our Lord's mind, always on his heart. And we can be certain that they were always in his prayers. How Often, he said. But here is the perpetual tension of the will of God and the free will of man. You see, essentially, this what we just read in this passage is the story of humanity in rebellion against a redemptive God. I put it this way just today. This is the good will of God appealing, the stubborn will of man resisting. That's what this is. It's the good will of God appealing, the stubborn will of man resisting. And in verse 35, Jesus declared that she would ultimately and eventually face God's judgment and wrath for delivering Jesus to be crucified. That would happen in 70 AD when Rome destroyed the temple when one million Jewish people lost their lives and Rome ended Israel as a nation through its complete wipeout of the nation. Only in May of 1948, Would God bring Israel back as a nation? But Jesus will not come back to Israel until they say, apparently in unison, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. One commentator, Michael Green, um, observed well, he says this. He said, Herod wants to kill Jesus. Jesus is has wanted to restore and shelter the people of Jerusalem. The people of Jerusalem have not wanted him to do so. And again, this is so typical of the sinful state of humanity. Frequently blaming God for things they don't really understand, yet refusing to come to faith in Jesus so that they can understand and know him. Where do you stand today, my friend? Are you in Jesus Christ or are you outside of Jesus Christ? Do you have eternal life? Where will you spend eternity? That is up to you. But God, the Holy Spirit, is seeking to enable you to give your life to him. And John 3, Jesus said this in John three eighteen, He who believes in him, that is in the Son, Jesus, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only unique Son of God. Verse 19 of John 3, This is the judgment that the light, speaking of himself, has come into the world— And men love the darkness, speaking of sin, rather than the light because their deeds were evil. So, where do you stand? God is willing to forgive you, but you must come to Jesus in faith to ask him for your forgiveness. You know, the remarkable thing to me is that. God the Father sent God the Son to the cross for your redemption and for mine. And when Jesus was crucified, it looked like there was no Savior at all. He was dead, buried. He was crucified, dead, and buried. And it was because of the Jewish religious leaders and the Roman government But it was really ultimately because of us. We put Jesus on the cross. But God raised him from the dead. And the reason is because I like to say God uses what he doesn't ordain, man's behavior, to accomplish his purposes. That is our redemption. And that is the message of the gospel Of Jesus Christ. It's the message of Luke right here and now for us today. You can receive forgiveness of your sins through Jesus Christ if you will humble yourself and surrender your life to him. What will you do with that offer, my friend? I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior in just a moment. William Barclay writes, nothing hurts so much as to go to someone and offer love and have that offer spurned. He adds, it's life's bitterest tragedy to give one's heart to someone only to have it broken. And that is what happened to Jesus in Jerusalem. And still he comes to men, and still men reject him. But the fact remains that to reject God's love is in the end to be in danger of his wrath. What will you do with Jesus? I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ at the age of 20. So many years ago, 43 years ago, and he did forgive me of my sin, and he did give me eternal life, and he radically changed my life. My life, by his grace, has been so, so rewarding, so rich, so full, along with heartache, trials, many physical afflictions. Tests, temptations, hardships, disappointments, and many tears. You see, when you come to faith in Jesus, God doesn't, He saves us. He gives us a reason and a purpose for living. And He gives us an absolutely abundant life. That was the promise that Jesus gave in John chapter 10. But that doesn't mean that He removes suffering from us because in our suffering we can identify with Jesus in his suffering and we can also identify with people who are suffering and God also uses suffering to grow us to mature us to test our faith if everything always went our way we wouldn't grow We wouldn't need him. We wouldn't need to pray. Suffering, God uses suffering in a redemptive way because he is the God of redemption. As we said in the title of today's message, God is always, always, always a God of redemption. He wants to redeem your entire life and mine as well. But we must surrender to him on a daily basis. And so will you surrender your life today to Jesus Christ? I'm going to pray with you right now. And I'd like you to pray with me these words. Lord Jesus Christ, pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I am no longer going to run from you. But I stop and I give my life to you now, completely, forevermore. And I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to come and live your life through me. And I will live for you. And I will serve you and you alone all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus for forgiving me of my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me a brand new life. And thank you, Jesus, for giving me eternal life. Now, my friend, if you prayed that prayer with me, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every single person that prayed that prayer, would you protect them from the powers of darkness all the days of their lives and get them into a healthy Bible-teaching church. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. My friends, I gave my website information at the beginning of this message for the purposes of for those of you who want to give, but the website is there primarily. Um, it has all my teaching on it, uh, audio and video and you can go to that website, especially those of you I and mean, this is for everybody, but especially those of you who just prayed with me. I want you to grow immediately. And so you can listen to all my messages through the Gospel of Luke and many other messages as well on the website at any time. Just go to bradabley.com. Brad, B as in boy, R A. D and in David, Abley, A, B as in boy, L E Y dot com. And you can listen to those messages. Amen. And you can also, please, let, I need to hear from you. How are the messages helping you? Um, let me know how they're helping you. Do you have a prayer request? I can pray for you. You don't have to give me your full name, you can give me just your first name. This isn't a for mailing purpose purposes. This is for encouragement. Speaking of encouragement, let me pray with you and for you now. Would you join with me? Father, would you open the heavens now? And would you do miracles of healing and restitution um, and reconciliation? Would you restore relationships? Uh, between husband and wife, uh, children and fathers, children and mothers, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters in Christ. Restore relationships. Lord Jesus, you are the great physician. Would you bring your healing power to people all throughout the world, even Now, as I speak, nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Open the eyes of the deaf as you did on this earth, open the eyes of the blind as you did on this earth, raise those who are paralyzed as you did on this earth, grow feet as you are able to do. Heal people from cancer and malaria in the name of Jesus. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Be exalted in your healing power. Provide finances for those that are crying out for finances, especially for children. Multiply food miraculously to those that don't know where their next meal is coming from. Father, I ask, we ask that you would supply every need, not just now, but on an ongoing basis, according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Release new inventions, new ideas for um, products or services. And, Father, be glorified through the answers to prayer that you will give. And may Jesus be exalted. And now, my friends, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, both now and forevermore. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor Brad, for this outstanding message and time of ministry. Friends, Pastor Brad and his wife Maureen need a prayer team. Would you kindly consider praying for them on a daily basis? Thank you for your partnership. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please tell others about it. If you would like to partner with him financially, please go to his website at bradably.com. You can also check out his two devotionals and his commentaries on amazon.com. Until next time, We pray that our Lord stir you daily to have a greater heart after Him in every way.